All right. So welcome everyone to Wine, Weed, and Whispers. Yay. <laughs> what up? All righty. So um, this is actually a re-recording of um, yesterday's recording. It just did not go well. Mercury does not like us. So uh, no. <laughs> so we're just going to do what we can do. Um, so yeah, I am off my alcohol fast, but today I'm drinking tea for this recording because I got drunk yesterday and my liver hurts. So, Ooh. <laughs> Not the liver hurts. Actually, no, it's not even that bad. It's just the fact of like, you know, like I haven't drank in 30, 31 days. So like I'm more tired than usual when I drink mm. now. So I'm like, I can't do it two days in a row. At least not with not without a few um things of tea in the middle. So I that's fair. Yeah. Um, what about you? I well today is banana runs. Um, Yay! But yesterday was Skywalker OG. But I've been up since like four fifty this morning. Anyway, why in the world? Well, one, my dog Lola, bless her, but like she scratches at my door, like "Wake up, bitch! Give me a treat." Um, oh my god! Yeah, like she scratches my door, and it's not like soft, cute scratching. It's like I know you hear me. Get up. Scratching. Oh, she's spoiled. Yeah, she's very spoiled. This is our fault. Yeah, I was going to say, who do we blame? Because <laughs> this is all over. This is a collective fault of just 12 years of just spoiling this girl. So she kind of just runs the house, you know, and we just accept it now. Yeah, I understand that. Like, Lola, like, when my mom won't go to bed, Lola scratches on my door at night to be like, I need you to go tell her it's time for bed. I know you are. I'm not. Uh-uh. And she looks at me like, you need to go tell her it's time to go to bed. I'm tired. That's funny. So, <laughs> she, woke, she woke me up like, get up. I want a treat. Get up. <laughs> and then she's like, pet me. Okay, I'm going back to my mom. That's funny. So, yes, a little terrier mix is running our household. Even though I'm, like, gravely afraid of dogs, I really love y'all's dog stories. Like, when y'all tell me about how y'all's dogs run the house, it's Mm -hmm. so cute to me. You know, I would rather a dog run my house than some asshole man run my house. (laughs) Oh, or a dog like think the house cute. Like, like a little toddler just running around, running everything. I, I'm mm-hmm. But no man runs me. But there is a little girl dog that does run me. I won't even bullshit you. Mm-hmm. A little terrorist. A little terror. She's a little. She's a terrier, and she is a terrorist. Mm-hmm. What's her zodiac? Hmm. I think she's an Aries. I'm not even going to lie. I think she's an Aries. I think when the vet uh, messaged us on like Lola's birthday, I think her birthday was, or she's an Aquarius. Mm. Yeah. Nope, she's an Aquarius. Yeah. I think it's like mid-February she was born. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm blowing some tea. Yeah, and Lulu is a Gemini, and Lulu is definitely a Gemini because she is like, "Love me, pet my belly, I want to play." To leave me alone. I like that. I don't know why I love Gemini so much because they are like that, but <laughs> I just do. It's it's a problem. Yeah, it's. It's definitely the twin thing, and I am like they have two. They they have two different sides, and it's real. It's I've seen it in dogs, humans. I'm like you have an evil twin. For real. Okay, well let's get into our current event. So it is National Yoga Awareness Month. So shout out to all the yogis. Um, our previous guest. Joy Amina from Heal with Joy. She is a yoga instructor. So shout out to her. We love her. Yes, um, that was a great episode. It was. So Cassidy, for this week, what would you say is your favorite pose? Your favorite yoga pose? Um, I would say I would say honestly Chaturanga to downward dog I feel like because like I said I have like a a lot of back issues and so that movement just is the exact like stretch I need in my lower back um and that's the thing I remember we talked about yesterday like people don't stretch and honestly stretching could help a whole lot of us with a lot of neck pain back pain um you know and I I think I uh, was hearing a um I think I don't know. I don't know if they were a chiropractor, but they were saying, you know, a lot of, you know, lower back pain starts at the neck, you know? Yeah. And a lot of chiropractors have told me, like, people don't stretch. And when you don't stretch, your muscles are tight and stiff, and that's what makes your back get misaligned. And so mm-hmm. I'm trying to be more cognizant, even if I don't do a yoga practice, but just like do something to grease up the joints before just starting the day. Right. Because it's like, when you just kind of, it's kind of like going out without warming your car up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I started doing yoga regularly a couple years ago, and honestly, it does help and it does save lives. Like, you know, I had went through a point where I was like moving a lot, and so I wasn't like on a lot of reliable furniture, and so. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of fucked with my back. Um, and so, like, yoga definitely helped out a lot with that. Um, I think my favorite pose for this week is puppy pose. Um, mm-hmm. Just because it, it really does stretch out your back a lot. And it also kind of, like, stretch, stretches out, like, that area between, like, your back and your hips. Mm. Um, for me. So, yeah. Love that pose. Uh it's also my birthday month, so shout out to me. <laughs> yes. Shout out to you. Because Taylor is awesome. We love Taylor. Aww. I'm going to blush. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, when people, like, say that they like me out loud, it's like, I don't know why. I just get so, so emotional. That's sweet. Me, I'm just like, do you not understand how crazy I am? Why do you like me? That too, though. I say the same thing. I think I say that more so in my head, like out loud. Like, oh my God, y'all like me. Like, 
But honestly, though, a lot of people don't know what really goes on in our head. And I got to start being more honest about that, too, because I be feeling like, oh, they don't know me or they don't care. And I'm like, they're not in my head. Why am I expecting them to know these things when I ain't saying it? <laughs> yeah. Like, sometimes it's like I have to remind myself to have a SpongeBob moment and be like, at least I'm safe inside my mind. Crying. You remember I love he had how- them 40 different people running around in his mind? The other day, I don't know why, but the other day I was just like playing that scene out of my head when he was like, What's the name, baby? What's the name? We forgot uh-huh. his name. Who shot in his name? We threw out his name. <laughs> Stupid. But that is how I do though. Yeah. I think that's that's definitely like one of my favorite SpongeBob episodes. Cause even I'd be like, how the hell you forget your own name? And then I'm like, somebody, I'm like, why didn't you motherfuckers just tell him his name is SpongeBob? Like we could have avoided this whole thing if Squidward just would have said, his name is SpongeBob. Don't yeah. mind him. Squidward is annoying sometimes. I'm like, he be acting like he got so much sense. But in that like, moment, I was a, he did not have sense. I was a kid like, just say his name is SpongeBob. And then I'm like, Mm-mm. Okay, so um, also um, last episode I kind of had like hit Jews and like the group of people who don't support my existence, <laughs> and so <laughs> I was actually wrong about that, which I did. I did my research because it was just on my mind. I was like, hmm, maybe I'm wrong, which I don't mind being wrong. Because you learn that way. So I went and did some research. And so these are a few instances. Um, I, I, these are a lot. Of, there are a lot of instances, but I only got three. So these are a few instances where Jews have actually like reached out to help us, put out a helping hand. The Jews love black people, y'all. So, okay. <laughs> they do. They do. They love us. I have, yeah, I think that's like so many, and a lot of camaraderie, like a lot of friends of mine, um, yeah, in the Jewish community. In fact, our diversity, equity, inclusion um, guy, um, he was Jewish, and I learned so much from that man. Like, he's the one that kind of like helped teach me like how racism in America like started and how it it roots from classism. Um, Mm hmm. And um, one of my best bosses of all time, a mentor to me, is a Jewish man. And yeah, it's one of those things where I'm just like, we just belong together. Our communities just belong. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) So these are a few instances. Okay. So, all right. We got here um, in 1996, um, Mm -hmm. Jewish groups, they mobilized, came together to rebuild black churches. Um, So that was pretty I thought that was pretty cool because I know like back in the days they used to like burn them down not them but I'm saying like people used to like burn them down or you know come in shoot them up whatever the case may be and so I think um that was that was a pretty amazing thing for them to do like to just reach out and say you know what we're gonna rebuild their churches um because they need our help I, I fuck with that so uh next one um, so 13 Jewish groups called for a Shabbat, right? Yes. Shabbat of solidarity with the Black community 
2015 after the Charleston Nine were murdered during Bible study. So, and I remember during that time feeling like, like, this is such a tragedy. Like, this is crazy that somebody really just walked into a church and shot nine black people and motherfuckers just walk around like shit's normal. Yeah, they weren't. They, <laughs> they said, no, we're going we're gonna to call for a Shabbat, Shabbat, sorry, of solidarity with the black community. And we're going to stand with them because they need somebody to stand with them. And I fucked with them. So, um, and then the last one that I thought was pretty cool was this man, his name is Julius Rosenwald. Um, he provided $70 million to build and rebuild black schools in the South from 1911 to 1932. And if y'all remember, that's not too far off from when slavery was abolished. Mm-hmm. So actually at that point, I think there still were some slaves that had not been able to get a hold of the news. But anyway, we're not talking about that part. But <laughs> the <laughs> The point is, you know, um, he or Jews in general are just one of like very few groups that really like take the initiative to reach out and help us. Um, so I just think that's pretty cool. Um, and to me, when I saw that, I was like, well, that's one of the closest things to reparations we ever got at that point, you know? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so there's that. So yeah, basically, I just did the research because I wanted to make sure that I said what I said from an informed state and I obviously was not informed. So now that I am, I changed my mind. I fuck with the Jews. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And again, um, one thing I will always say too, like I, um, it's very important, like please speak to um, Jewish leaders, especially in the community and Jewish people's um, you know, just to, because I, I learned um, it's really important, especially as, you know, who grew up Christian, like they said, hey, you should really check out the uh, Jewish annotated New Testament, because I didn't realize that there are some anti-Semitic messages um, that we might have unknowingly learned in church. Um, really? Yes. Like we should not be using the word Pharisee if we're like describing a person who's like being hypocritical or doing something that contradicts what Jesus taught um, because it's actually Pharisees were also Jewish people who were followers of Jewish law, which is, you know, culturally like that's, you know, but it's something where it is rooted in anti-Semitism to be like, Hey, um, you know, I was taught that the other day that it's kind of, it's rooted in anti-Semitism to basically like blame someone Jewish for, um, being anti-christ like i guess because there's already the whole thing about people mis- not you know blaming them for the romans crucifying jesus because i really am like why are they blaming the they at the romans crucified them like what are you talking about um but i learned like and i i'm interested in getting a copy of it so i can really reread it and read it alongside like Jewish history and Jewish law and things like that to really get the whole context because a lot of the Bible needs to be studied with historical context um, Mm -hmm. because it is a thing where like it can get convoluted depending on how you interpret it and how you take it and so um, I will definitely when I, I will look that up for the next podcast episode and mention it um, but it is called, the, I believe, the Jewish Annotated New Testament. And I am very interested in reading it to see, um, especially to see what um, that looks like in accordance with Jewish history. 
I didn't even know that existed because um, I always grew up um, and even was taught like in class that they had only they only used the Old Testament in the Bible and that was it. I didn't know there was like a Jewish annotated New Testament. Um, so that's something new. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot to learn. And I, it's one of those things where it's like, just like anti-blackness goes back years and years and years. So it is anti-Semitism. So it's something that it's unfortunately very just ingrained in society, you know, and it's kind of like, how do you undo thousands of years of just, you know, bigotry and villain, you know, villainization and dehumanization, you know? Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I got my info from AJC.org. So go and check them out if you want to learn more about like Jewish and black relations. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel that because we still haven't, you know, found a way to undo. Well, it ain't our job to find a way to undo all of that because we didn't do it. So <laughs> No, not, we, we, we did not no. do this. We didn't do it. So yeah, I was about to say I can relate to that. But you know, like no it's not our job to undo it just like it's not their job to undo theirs like yeah they didn't cause it you know that like you always say like the enemy is white supremacy and capitalism if we're being honest yeah yeah (laughs) yeah really a lot of these things stem from capitalism and it's really crazy like even down to like um certain like things that happen like during slavery or, you know, even them choosing to have slaves in the first place. All that capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I learned a capitalism lesson um, where, I don't know, it's a TikTok video of this guy with, of course, the stars and bars, you know, stars and bars, baby. Uh, I'm scared. Look. Um, and so everybody in this guy is saying, like, he's saying, like, my family fought to protect their farm. And the guy's like, who was working their farm? And this man yeah. goes, my family did. And he goes, do you know how much a slave cost back then? And the stitch, this woman gives this, I have to, I, this is, I, I, I got to start getting names before I bring my, I'm, I'm, I'll make sure I say it my sources. I'll send you the clip if you want to put it on our uh, story for the, for the podcast. But okay. she gives an economic, like, explanation of how deep, you know, white supremacy and slavery went into, you know, e- you know economics because, a lot of farms wanted to be the plantation that had 250 to 300 slaves working the farm because slaves did cost, you know, $200 back then is like 2000 today. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a plantation of 250 plus st- slaves, you got money. <laughs> so the thing about it is if you were a person who had a farm and you didn't have slaves, it wasn't because you were a great person. It's because you couldn't afford them. You couldn't basically, basically, oh, like God. honestly, long story short, if you didn't have a slave, it's not because you were a good person and you didn't believe in it. It's because you couldn't afford it. They were too broke to have one. And the man basically told on himself and said, it isn't because they didn't agree with slavery. They couldn't afford a slave. If they could have, though, <laughs> they would have did it. That's and she says, that. like, the South fought for that ability to own slaves and have that economic power because it's like. The more slaves you own, the bigger your plantation. It's like, look at me, balling out. And it's crazy because it's like you're balling out by how many people you own. Mm-hmm. 
That is nuts. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's people that want that back. But I'm like, good luck, because this is not going to happen with this group. Um, Shit, it wasn't happening. Well, I mean, it was happening, but I'm saying, like, they was fighting back now. They were fighting back, but I'm really like, you think, think I'm like, ain't no way you think that's just going to be a get on the plantation. Like, first of all, you're going to have somebody petty burn everything down. But I, you know, like, you know how we kind of talk about, like, how they recreate the plantation in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Like, even, and I hope the men don't hate me for this, but, like, even when I look at, like, the drafts for, like, sports, <laughs> like, no, you're dude, not. It, it looks like a whole ass auction. I kid you not to me. Like, I just look at it. I'm like, y'all don't see how this is fucked up. <laughs> no, Colin Kaepernick called it out. The combine is disturbing. And that's why I don't watch it because I don't like yeah. the underlying things that I'm seeing. Like you're measuring someone arm to arm, like, you know, screen yeah. fan and shit. It's just a thing where it's like you are commodity. It, it's very dehumanizing to me because I'm like, you are doing this to a man. This is not an you're animal. Selling niggas. Yeah, like look at this, look at this one. He's got, and it's just like I just, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like it at all. And it's crazy to me because, like, I think it it really showed itself, like how much they don't give a fuck about athletes. When like I forgot what killing or whatever the fuck had happened at the time, but LeBron James had said something about it, and then that that one lady came out and basically told him to shut up and dribble. And I was like, see. They don't give a fuck about y'all and how y'all feel. All they care about is your stats and what you can do on the court or on the field or wherever the fuck you play at. Like, I think that's that's so nuts because then I remember watching the game. You remember the show, the game? Mm -hmm. And um, Tasha, you know, she was a manager. And so she was having a conversation with her man's friends. And the guy was basically talking about how athletes are overpaid or whatever. And she was like, well, if you look at what the owners are making off of them, they are basically unpaid. And I was like, see, that's how they recreate the shit. (laughs) It's the truth, though. Like, it's like you, Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, that man is a billionaire. I'm pretty sure. Like Dak Prescott and them are not making the same amount of money that the team owner is. None of them are making are going to make nearly amount the amount of money that the owner are. And think about it, it's the team owner. Yep. The owner. Yes. The not the team owner. president, not the team chairman, the team owner. And it's like when you're thinking about it, the owner of what? The men that play ball for them and make them money. And it's just like, you know, the Ooh. whole shut up and dribble. You're just a ball dribbler. I don't need to hear your mouth. And it's like, look at that. And to me, it just kind of made me think of shut up, N-word, and dance. You know? (laughs) You know, it goes back to even how I, you know, why I get concerned when that kind of body stuff happens. Like, I remember the, you see Django Unchained? Django? Yes, I saw Django. The The Mandingo fights. Oh, God. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, Hmm. you can still see that in today mm-hmm. like I'm gonna bet money on this one he's this tall this strapping and they're slapping on him and placing money and it's like I don't like that <laughs> I don't either like it's it's very dehumanizing and like I said like I hope you're hating for because I, lo- I know the men love watching sports and everything but I love watching sports exploitative. 
I love watching sports, but I would be I but I can't sit there and not admit like there's exploitation within it. Mm-hmm. Like I can't deny that. Like it's a thing where it is conflicting because it's like I would love to enjoy sports because I enjoy sports. Like sports are fun. Um yeah. I love sports. They're fun, they're active. I think that they're high energy, the tension of a close game. I love sports, but it's just the culture around it is controversial and you can't deny it like it's a thing where it's like you have to if you're going to be a sports fan you have to just still call out like no the combine's fucking weird (laughs) Mm -hmm. the combine's weird um Mm -hmm. you know i do think that there is something to be said about the idea of a team owner and when you already have things like the combine happening it gives you know the idea of how many black players to black coaches to black owners in the nfl exactly (laughs) And you remember that time where, like, Diddy was like, he wanted to buy, who, which one? I think it was, he might have wanted to buy the Panthers, but don't quote me on it. I might be wrong. But, yeah, Diddy wanted to buy, like, a football team or a basketball team. He wanted to buy a sports team, bitch. And so, <laughs> and so basically, they laughed at him. Like, oh, you think you're going to bring your little money over here and, and buy these teams? Like, I personally don't feel like it was ever even meant for a black person to like, like the way they set it up. I don't think they set it up for black people to own teams, like to ever get into that position, you know? So I'm like, oh, that shit made me so mad. Like, I was just like, wow, like y'all just gonna laugh at him? Like, you know, cause black people, we look at Diddy like that nigga rich. <laughs> cause I was like buying a team. Yeah. But then, but then they look at him like a little guy. So I'm like, see, that's how you know that shit is very much alive and well. Like, you can't even get rich and have the status of billionaire and them take you serious. They still don't. That's so the thing. That, you doing this in front of white people, I promise you, they're still going to look at us like crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's the thing, though, is I tell people, I'm like, people still can't grasp the idea of old money versus new money. Diddy is new money. Jay-Z is new money you know what I'm saying like when you're the first person to get there that's new money now his descendants down the line they can start saying we're old money depending on how things go in the family of course (laughs) but old money I'm like these people their great 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 grandfather was rich and it just kept compounding like there's families that have money that we just can't comprehend because it's just the lifestyle of them being rich. Um, I told you about the guy in South Africa who he's like, yeah, I'm the heir to a diamond mine in South Africa. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> the kid saying like, yeah, I have this much money, this many millions in my bank account right now. So he's not worried about how much books cost. He ain't worried about, you know, can I afford to eat? Um, how am I going <laughs> to... I need to get a campus job so I can eat, you know? I got to watch my dining dollars and swipes. Because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, and I, cause I'm thinking about, like, I remember, like, having 50 bucks. I was like, ballin! I can get an eighth and I can still go to the movies this week. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like, I was like, I can't imagine being 19 years old in college with millions of dollars and just being like, yeah, this is life. Girl, I would have lived to have been rich in college. Like, undergrad? Oh, my God. 
Uh, you couldn't tell that. Sh- you couldn't tell me shit. Like honestly, you couldn't tell me shit with the five dollars I had in my bank account. For real, like I had a job and I was like, "Bitch, I'm I'm making my money." I'm because the only thing we were buying was food and trying to go to the club or parties. So exactly, you have a hundred dollars, you're set for the weekend. <laughs> you show me. You got food. You can go. You can go get you some food from the cookout at um, at the end of the night. You can. You can go to Waffle House probably. You can get you a bottle of Amsterdam and the mixer. And you still have money for weed. And you still have money for weed. Exactly. Because we didn't give a fuck about quality of alcohol back then. So, baby, we bought the cheapest one. Like, (laughs) I think that has to be one of the other downsides to growing up. It's like, because I don't drink anymore. But my mom and my stepdad went to a hockey game and they ordered a cocktail. And I guess they used Amsterdam vodka and they were so disgusted. Like, they were like, that's nasty. Do not put that in my drink again. Like, they purposely were like, make sure you request Tito's when you get a second drink because that shit is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, like, when you get older, not only can you taste it, but your body also can tell the difference, too, like, of how, how many times they distilled it and all that type of stuff. Like, that's why they have, they, they got tastings for everything. It's not just wine tastings out here. You got tequila tasting. Yeah, whiskey tasting. Whiskey. Yeah. Like beer. Tequila. Beer. So yeah, like it's it's because everything has a tier. So yeah. And I'm telling you, for our listeners who are under 25, I'm telling you, once you hit 25, you gonna be able to tell the difference, and you ain't gonna yeah. be able to drink just anything. <laughs> that six dollar vodka that you used to get is is gonna taste like gasoline. I think the worst. Um, and this is before I even, this was before I stopped drinking, but I remember my friend bought Kirkland brand vodka, like the Costco brand of vodka. And it was oh so God. bad. I literally almost threw up. It was so like one shot had me like, like I was just, I, I literally had to like hover over the sink. Cause I thought it was going to all come up because I, I'm thinking about it now. And I'm like, Oh God, it was like drinking nail polish remover with a splash of gasoline. fucking <laughs> crazy. I mean, I, Kirkland makes some good water. I think they should stick water. Well, they shouldn't make they, vodka. They got some good wine too. I I give them the wine. They make some good Chardonnay and some good Cabernet. But as far as like liquor, I've never bought liquor from them because I don't just, do it. It just didn't look like the right place to buy vodka. Like I don't know. <laughs> like I think that if I wanted to set someone's house on fire, perfect. Oh my god! Shut up. <laughs> Yeah. You are funny. If I wanted to set someone's house on fire, Kirkland brand vodka is it. Yeah, that is oh, uh, <laughs> and, and once it burned down, you still gonna smell that shit. Oh god, it was so bad. Yeah. Yeah, when you get older, you just can't do it anymore. You can't do that shit anymore. Like I, the when the way my parents reacted when they got that Amsterdam, and it cracked me up because I'm like, I remember being like in college in Redberry Amsterdam in a cherry Pepsi and I was good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't drink now, but I'm pretty sure if I did, I'd be like, get the shit away from me. I think what was so funny was my go-to drink was, it was called a banana bomb. And mm. I, it was because it would get you fucked up so fast. And so I'm thinking I, she just put like 30 different liquors or something in it. Why I find out one of the main ingredients is Red Bull. I said, I know you are fucking lying to me. She said, no, you're in there. 
So you got me out here drinking energy drinks with alcohol. I don't think that go again. <laughs> don't do it. I I did Jaeger bombs one night, and um, when I woke up, I thought I got shot in the head. Like it felt like somebody shot me right in the head, but it just like it didn't hit my brain, but it like bounced off my skull, and just the 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 it, the concussion is just racking my brain. It was so bad. I have never felt so sick in my life. Like yeah, <laughs> when I threw up, it was just black. It was disgusting. Yeah. I was sick the entire day. I couldn't eat. We were, like my friends had me in the commons, and I'm just like laid out on the table, just like Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I yeah. At least with weed, it's just like I I just go to sleep and then I wake up and I'm like, ha, ah, four fifty a.m. Oh boy, I'm up early. All righty, let's get the day started. Right. See, it was the same thing with the four locos. I didn't know it was like some form of energy drink in there. I was thinking because when we were kids, they used to say they put crack in four locos, and so I was, I really was still thinking that that was the truth. It and wasn't so crack. Like, it was coffee. They used to put energy drink in coffee. I think. Oh my gosh! It was like that's what I'm saying. These kids don't know like the original death potion that they used to make in the four loco. Yeah, like I, cause I didn't drink one until I got to college. So I drank it and girl, like, yeah, I had a good time. But when I tried to go to sleep, I felt like my heart was trying to beat at my chest. So you said like, you had that bookie. Like Cat Willie said. Listen, I might as well have, cause uh uh-uh. Yeah, if you've never seen um, the Pimp Chronicles, you need to see, cause he talks about Zambuki. And I was a kid and I was like, I don't know what Zambuki is, but I don't want it. Mm-mm. But it sounds like a four loco. It do. But he that's what he get for taking drinks from white people because <laughs> Tonight, I ain't we're getting up. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you yeah. something. I went to a PWI and that's Hello. the energy. That is the exact energy. Tonight they are getting fucked up. And this how I know they used to be low-key racist at the games because we used to walk in and they would literally pat us down, look at our purses, whatever the fuck. Why I, I just got patted down, I sit behind a white person. This motherfucker offered me a flask. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I thought we couldn't bring nothing in here. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I sure took it though. I ain't gonna lie. I took that shot. He had some tequila in there. I didn't know what would be in that thing. He could have drugged it all I knew. And <laughs> my dumb ass was like, yeah, I'm going to take it. Sure, why not? Look, I I remember when I was a freshman, and I remember I was, like, partying, and I think it was a dorm party, and it got shut down by one of the RAs. So I wandered, like, just drunk as fuck down to Sorority Row. And when I say that backyard looked like a scene out of Project X, and I got so intimidated, oh, I just turned God. around and went back to my dorm, I'm not lying. Like, I literally saw, like, girls on guys' shoulders, bottles getting thrown across the air, cups being thrown across the air. It was just packed wall-to-wall perimeter in the backyard. And this backyard is, like, this is a big backyard. This is not, like, Las Vegas. This is, like, one of those, like, California or, like, you know, normal size, you know, where (laughs) kids can run and play tag and hide and seek backyards. Okay. And it's just packed with Greek people. I wish I had come out in college. Man. Yeah, you probably would have had a time, girl. 
oh my god like I tell like one of my friends I'm like can you imagine that future and her face gets so just disgusted because she knows she knows mm-hmm. like uh, there's a but timeline day, and she's just just drowning <laughs> that's it but see that's why I asked you the other day too I'm like I feel like I feel like we might have went to school too early because we just didn't a lot of stuff is just like we just didn't know no better you know or we didn't know ourselves enough and I feel like you know where we are now like if I would have had wine weed and whiskers in undergrad like I would have avoided so much shit (laughs) yeah I would have bullshit I didn't have to go through (laughs) yeah I would just be like fuck this I'm gay who wants a turn (laughs) right like I would have there. Oh my god! I think I yeah. It would I yeah. God. Like uh, just imagine like now you finally at at twenty seven you be like you know what now I'm gonna go to undergrad. I'm gonna live in the dorm do whatever. Like imagine all of us, no bills. <laughs> no seriously, no, like no bills, no responsibilities. All this our our undergrad life, but at twenty seven, imagine how much fun that campus would be. No, sir, they need, like, an undergrad where it's just people 25 and older. That is. Like, can you imagine, like, twenty everybody that are friends and stuff now, 25 and older in undergrad, like, that's going to be some real mature fun. Like, people would be like, no, we're going to leave the phones at the door. Hello. <laughs> All this recording. Enjoy ourselves. I understand that in undergrad. They used to record every fucking day. Like, I, mean, I think that's something that I appreciated in Vegas. Like, yes, they do record because obviously it's Vegas, but for the most part, people was trying to have fun, you know, at, at the pool parties and stuff. But like in undergrad, girl, motherfuckers was trying to record every single thing. I'm like, it's so annoying. If you get recorded in Vegas, it's because you're like in the Bellagio fountain doing your backstroke. That's why you get recorded. You're not going to get recorded for making out in the club. Join the club. Like, we have literal swingers clubs in Las Vegas, Nevada. Like, people like, ooh, you're so original, please. Like, people don't care. (laughs) You have to be doing something where it's just like, you're about to get arrested, or it's like, get a load of this guy. (laughs) He's climbing on top of the lion. Yeah, like, it's it's a certain level of freedom that I think I experienced in Vegas that I don't mm-hmm. experience currently in the South. And like, that's why I've been talking about going back because I'm like, I don't know. I just felt, even in the situation I was in, I still felt more free to be who I am when I was in Vegas. So, yeah. I mean, I went through a whole thing. I'm like, I'm going to move to California. I'm getting the fuck out of Vegas. But like, as I've taken time to really heal from a lot of emotional shit and like, you know, I've reestablished friend groups. I'm meeting people again. I'm like, I'm staying right here. This is my home. Like, I don't know. Lately, I've been like, I like it here. Like, it's nice to go to visit Oregon and stuff like that. But I'm like, eh, this is home. I like it here. I fit in here. Like, I, I it's fun here. Like, to me, I'm always just like, I like the chaoticness. Like, I like that I can go driving out in my town and maybe somebody is butt naked getting arrested in the middle of the street out of nowhere because <laughs> that's happened to me because <laughs> that's happened to me and it was I hilarious think- I mean it's, it's in a dark humor hilarious like it's just kind of like 
Th- is this GTA right now? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Vegas is a big-ass GTA game. It is so cute. It is. Like, I love it there. Like, I remember, I used to love just walking through, like, Miracle Mile and then going to Ocean One, sitting at the bar. All the bartenders know me. Hi, bar. Like, it was just so much fun. Yes. Shout out to Jerry. He was this bartender at Free Zone. I don't know. He moved away back to California and I just, I miss him. Like I would just see him and he would be like, hi doll. And I'm like, Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. That was was a big thing for me. So I miss Vegas. But one day, one of these days. When we unlock the area again. I'm sorry. I have to keep making the joke because it's it's like an Assassin's Creed when you when I was trying to get to one of the Borgia Towers and they kept saying this area of the map is not um, available yet. Yeah, it's just gray. Like every other part of the map is so colorful. You know what was so crazy to me? I was just flying around like I didn't know. So I'm just flying all over. But I could have flew back there and I didn't know. It wasn't until somebody called me and told me and was like, "Go check." I go check. I'm like, oh, for real? Like, I never even knew this. Like, I got a whole government job. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. Like, oh, perfect. I'm working with kids. Like, I'm straight, you know? So I'm like, I didn't, I didn't understand. I was like, I literally just went to NYC for my birthday. And, you know, but obviously, like they said, like, that's the only place that's locked for me. I can go anywhere else. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, so I'm like, I'm glad it wasn't like a, a big um thing, like a big charge, because I'm like, if it was, they would have, you know, stopped me at the gate, you know, but it's not. Yeah. It's a, it's I mean, a very small, simple, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that is because someone is a hater. Like, it literally I is like, it. someone's a hater, and now she can't come back to Vegas right now. We'll fix it. But I am like, what a bitch. <laughs> you're keeping my friend for me, you asshole. Because you're a hater. Because you mad. Like, and I'm not going to speak too much on the situation because it is an open case. And I just want <laughs> I want everything to be possible as far as the outcome. So as of now, I'm maintaining my innocence. I did not have <laughs> did he just pull a bill clinton i did not have a physical altercation with that woman <laughs> i hate that we're old because there's really kids that are going to be like huh and it's just like oh <laughs> i did not do it no i ain't do nothing i don't I'm even like, know what y'all talking about yes that's all my my clan has to say your honor basically no i mean bill clinton was lit though hmm Bill Clinton was funny though. I I went back and watched the video because it's just fucking hilarious to me. That nigga said that shit with a straight face. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. (laughs) I remember we were in kids and I remember my friend was just kind of like she didn't wash the dress. Like he just kept saying it over and over again and I was like (laughs) he just kept saying like she didn't wash the dress. Like he we were 16 and the rest of the day like the rest of the week he just kept saying she didn't watch the dress, guys. Like we were like, we know. Funny. Because it is like that happened. 
she noticed it and said, this is a mouse couture for later. Right, I'm going to keep this one. That was insurance. Like, I ain't going to lie. She's smart as hell because she knew she had insurance just in case. She was smart because, to be honest, I would have never, like, the first thing I would have wanted to do was wash my dress. You know, like, I, I wouldn't even have been thinking about that. Like, oh, yeah, let me keep this for insurance. Like, girl, uh-uh. Yeah, because I was just, I thought about that. I said, that late, I said, Monica Lewinsky's brilliant because she had insurance in case he lied. I can't, I swear, low key as a woman, I'm like, I got to give her props for that because I, you said I wouldn't have had the sense. I'd have been like, I get this shit off me. I, I would have burned it. Right, something. Nah, but I would have got me some tie to go or something because, baby, you're not going to mess up this dress. I got to wear it again. So I, I would have been going straight to the cleaners. Can y'all get this out? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is um, it? I can't tell you. Yeah. God, being a 90s kid is amazing. Like, we have pop culture references that are just. <sighs> and the fact that it's pop culture. Yeah. But yeah, so one of these days I'm going to unlock the area. Um, I just haven't gotten around to it. It's not really a priority other than to because I want to actually go to Vegas. So, yeah. yeah. Vegas needs you. Gotham it City does. needs you. Right. That is my Gotham City. Bitch, it's Gotham, Gotham City. I really do feel like Batman when I'm there. I mean, our mayor was the attorney for the mob, so I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. We'll talk that about another. It's so dangerous on so many levels that I never knew. Like, I was just riding around, like, going to hotels owned by mob members and never knew. Like, I was well, like, hmm, I heard it depends on where you go. Like, there's a whole there's a whole underworld that I don't know about, and that's because I don't want to get too close in it because I know, like, I'm like people come here to be whoever they want. Oh, you know what though? You that's why you need to watch that second episode of Rich and Shameless um, when they talk about the girls going wild guy because they they spoke about like how um, one of the owners of one of the hotels was influential in getting him locked up because um he I think he said he slandered him in some way he defamed him and he was not having that shit so. <laughs> let me tell you something about the girls gone wild area as I, I'm like everybody our age knows about staying up late enough and hearing those fucking steel drums oh my god I never watched it and it's one of those things where I was remember as a kid I was just like is this what being an adult is? Like, right, like just run around showing your titties. And it's crazy because it's like, when you think about it, like we didn't realize like this is a glimpse of the future, folks. Yeah. But I mean, at this point in my life, if I'm going to show my titties, I better be in New Orleans trying to get some ease. So. Yeah. But I, yeah, <laughs> I, every now and then I used to be up late enough Um just watching cartoons and trying to sneak and watch Adult Swim. Um, you had to sneak and watch that? Oh my, my dad was a freaking Christian ass pastor. You know, I grew up Kojic, like watching a Cowboy Bebop, like I would have been so dead. 
You know, and I thought my childhood was crazy because, you know, I'm just not getting on Harry Potter because my mom won't let me read or watch the movies. So, yeah. Girl, Adult Swim was, I watched Adult Swim. I had seen all the Friday movies before I hit puberty. No, no, it wasn't allowed (laughs) until I was like 16. And even then, a lot of stuff that I wasn't allowed to do when I was a kid, I had to finally get older and I just watched everything. Like even now I'm watching horror movies that I was not allowed to watch as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I used to have to sneak to watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force just so I could be somewhat not a nerd. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would watch Family Guy, American Dad. And so it would suck when like my dad or my parents or my grandma and grandpa were watching it and they were horrified. And I'm like, I've already seen this episode. Right. <laughs> Um, so it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I used to, yeah, I had to hide a lot of my secret personality. Like people, like my, I feel like my friends would see her jump out and then I would have to suck her back in and they'd be like, hmm. Like they all were saying like, we knew you were gay. We were just kind of waiting on you, but they all had told me like, we know the situation you were in, like coming out was not going to be a thing. (laughs) That's how it is for a lot of people, though. A lot of people say that, like, that's their coming out story. Like, they'll come out, and then people will be like, um, baby, we already knew that. Like, I like that they did that on one of the Medea movies. (laughs) It was so cute. The guy came out, and they was like, Medea was like, we already know that. Like, what the fuck? You brought us all the way out here just to tell us a chick we already know. Yeah, that's what my mom did to me. Like, she was like, I said, Mom, I'm a lesbian. She was like, yeah, I know. And it was just this beat, and I was like, we're not going to. Like, it was so amazing. It was just amazing. My mom was like, yeah, I know. So who's your girlfriend that you're seeing? I'm like, and it was some girl that really wasn't my girlfriend. It was some a friend that I genuinely was just hanging out with. Um but like she was like i she's like cassidy i only just worry about this world because i know how this world is but she's like i've been waiting for you to say that for a long time you feel better now (laughs) so god bless my mom she even said like she bought like this kind of like rainbow dress and she's like she's like you want to go to a pride parade of course i won't because i don't go outside but i know she would go if i asked her to yeah so Mine was like a a reverse kind of thing. Like I was talking, I was actually talking to my mom about being poly. And I was like, would you support me if I had two partners? And so she was like, would it be two men or a man and a woman or two women? And I was like, oh, she knows. (laughs) (coughs) It was like, oh, oh, you, okay. Oh, cool. You know, you know, okay. That's nice. And I was like, and then I answered her. I was like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know, girl. I'm just glad you're okay with me. So, um, yeah, that I think that was pretty cool. Coming out stories are like some of my favorite stories. Except, I mean, obviously they're the traumatic ones. You know, they get kicked out of the house or disowned and stuff like that. I hate those. But like positive coming out stories, that's my, that's like my jam. I had a partially positive, like, with my mom's side of the family, it was fine. Like, everybody was texting me and saying, like, I want you to know I still love you. Nothing will change. We know how our family is, so don't worry about the people who write you off. I want you to know, like, I had family members, like, going out of the way to say, like, I 
whoever you bring that loves you for you like we are for it so like I know I'm gonna have people at my wedding which is nice whenever it comes hopefully she's out there if you're listening to this I'm out here come to Gotham City or I'll come to you I don't know we'll figure it out but anyways um (laughs) um, but um (laughs) dating in Vegas is atrocious by the way it's really bad so if you are a lesbian who has been scared into the shadows just know I'm in there with you just we'll we'll figure it out um but I would like to get married in Vegas because their wedding packages are the best I'm not gonna bullshit they are when I was like planning mine I um when I was talking to the planner at first like we were trying to find like a middle point because his family was in California and mine was in um Georgia for the most part in Florida so I was like, okay, what if we just went to Houston? Like, is that like a midpoint, you know? So Mm -hmm. that's when I told them that, and they were like, nigga, you live in Vegas. Why would you not just have it in Vegas? (laughs) And so then we started planning it for Vegas because everybody just wanted to come to Vegas. And so, um, yeah, when I was talking to a planner about that, I um, told her everything I wanted. And by the time I got finished, she was like, all of that is going to be about $20,000. She said, but we could skim down some things and it could go down to 15. I said, we're not skimming shit. <laughs> yeah. I want I want my open bar, damn it. I want mm-hmm. my glitz and my glam. Like, we could cut out, we could skim out some people, but shit, I don't even need that many people there. But I want, like, I want it to be cute. Like, I want it to be how I want it to be. So, yeah. Yeah. I've always, like, imagined, like, I want to get married in front of the Caesars Palace Fountain at night. And I really do. That's why I said I like other films, because I want to wear a black dress and she can wear a white one. That'd be cute. That'd be so cute. And then I'll have my tattoos and it'll be, like, the sexiest fucking wedding pictures ever. And I'll be like, you wish you were us. Oh, I can just imagine both of y'all, like, in lace, lacy kind of dresses. They're really sexy and form-fitting. Girl, damn. Well, I'm you, I'm a Leo. You already know my wedding is going to be like a production. <laughs> Hell yeah. She like, sh- <laughs> I am proposing, please. Please. So, well, so if y'all are listening, then yes, um, Cassie is looking for somebody to have a beautiful-ass wedding in front of Caesar's Palace, Caesar's Palace um, with so if y'all listening and y'all fit the description of what she like then hit her up and, I love goth girls so if you're a goth woman yeah you need to text me like right now like slide in my yeah. DMs to, to, yeah. today <laughs> and also if you're a black man and you're not doing anything better with your sperm please donate it um, because there's just not a lot of black because I, I, I kind of gave up on the dating but I am trying to have my kids so I just need to be able to go to the sperm bank and be able to get some black sperm can y'all please donate your sperm <laughs> I mean yeah I, I mean I'm yeah I mean that kind of applies for me too you know because oh yeah 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 so yeah donate your sperm shit you know, I'm, 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 I, even though romantically sexual, I'm into women. I know what a handsome man looks like. Okay. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. You know, 
I know what a decent fella looks like. So mm-hmm. if you are that guy, get to work. Go donate. Don't they, they pay? pay? They pay you. Okay, so then what are you doing, sir? <laughs> yeah, all you got to do is get you a nice little magazine, whatever it is. Like, it's, it not, it's not fair how easy it is for them versus us. Like, if I want to donate an egg, there is so much shit that we have to do to donate an egg. We don't get to, like, play around in a freaking bathroom with a magazine or a video or just hell, just our thoughts in a dark room. <laughs> it is a literal extraction like that's it's what they call it extraction like they have to go so inside of places and take it out it's not fair it's not at all that's why we get paid more though for because it's a whole, whole bunch like depending on your health you can get paid from five to ten thousand per egg i heard twenty thousand oh, for some really i i'm screwed i can't i have bipolar disorder nobody wants those eggs that don't mean you screwed. Well, I mean, I have to. My child's environment has to be immaculate. That's why I'm waiting because, you know, I'm not trying to light the fuse on a possible gene. I feel that. (laughs) I want to see if I can do anything to make it skip them. (laughs) Yeah, they probably wouldn't want mine then because I have PCOS. And hormonal imbalances, I think, run in my family because my mom has thyroid issues. I have PCOS. I don't think my grandma has anything. But I do want to say nobody's family family has perfect lineages. Like everybody's family has something that runs like glaucoma, diabetes, heart disease, cholesterol, Mm -hmm. anemia. So just know like, and I think because I think people do get it like, oh my gosh, like if this runs in my family, like, is it ethically responsible for me to have a kid? And I have had those conversations with myself, but I'm also I, like, I thought about that. But I'm also like, well, fuck, there's what doesn't run in someone's family at this point. And then I'm also thinking about, you know, Nobody nature versus nurture, environments, being cognizant of things and getting ahead of it. Like, because I know that bipolar disorder is genetic. Um, I want to make sure my kid grows up in a chill household where they don't have to grow up in fight, fight or flight 24-7. It's kind of like, you know, I don't have a reason to have those extreme moods because I'm not in a place where there's extreme emotions all the time. That's my big focus. I, I was more so not wanting to pass down emotional, certain emotional patterns. Like, yeah. I didn't want to do that. You know, obviously, like, with the physical stuff, like, if it's, you know, being passed down, I can't stop it from being passed down, but I can also teach you how to eat well so that yes. it doesn't affect you as much. I yeah. can teach you, you know, how to healthily, you know, exercise. Enough for a kid. I'm not going yeah. to put my kid on a treadmill. You got to fuck up. <laughs> no, but, but go play outside. Go, go climb play. a tree. Yeah. Go know, shoot some hoops. <laughs> yeah, find, find that physical activity that's for you. If it's dance, then it's dance. If it's boxing, whatever. Well, actually, I don't know. If I'm going to let my kid I just CTE. Yeah. I think it's good. I like it. I want my kids to learn. Like, I thought about my kids being in like jujitsu and MMA, but I don't. I don't want them getting kicked in the head too much. Even football, I'm like. Yeah, like football, yeah. Like, I hate to be that mom. 
But I really might, if my, if either of my kids be like, I want to play football, I don't know, baby, I'm sorry. That might be the one you got to sneak and do because. <laughs> yeah. Play baseball. You can get hit in the head one of them too. I mean, you can get hit in the head, but at least baseball is. N- it's less like if I feel better, yeah, basketball even. Like, at least I've gotten hit in the head with a basketball. That shit don't do nothing but sting. Yeah. And you just feel embarrassed. Oh, hell no. Actually, I got hit in the eye with a softball. It came out the little shooter thing, too. And um, I actually didn't get a black eye. I'm surprised. I was like, how big was the shiner? But you know what was so funny about it? The coach ran up to me. She was so worried because I hadn't gotten my physical yet. And so technically, I wasn't even supposed to be on the field. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm a coach. This is the thing, y'all. I'm an actual coach. So I'm over here like, girl. Oh, no. Oh, Lord. The baby that ain't got a physical is the one that got hurt. Oh, Lord. I'm fine. I feel like she saw a lawsuit right there. I'm like, girl, ain't nobody trying to sue you. Like, just let me sit down for a little bit. I'm straight. Oh, no. I'd have been having you, like, up shaking you. Like, you better be okay. Look at me. Look at me. That's what she was. <laughs> it was so funny. Listen, I've had so many kids get hurt on my watch, and I'm always just like, please don't let the mom be a Karen. Please don't let the mom be a Karen. I don't even, you know, I I think I didn't even tell my mom. Because there wasn't nothing wrong with me. Like, I was straight. And then I was like, okay, if I wake up the next morning, something wrong, I'll say something. Nope, I didn't say nothing. Because there wasn't nothing wrong with me. Yeah, see, thank goodness. I know that lady was like, oh, I'm fucked. I'm done. That shit's crazy. But ever since then, I was scared of that little machine. I was like, listen, one of y'all not throwing a ball to me, I'm not practicing. I don't even fuck. <laughs> no, it don't, don't. Those machines shoot. That that thing, like, if you don't aren't paying attention, you're, it's going to hit you. Like, mm-hmm. I went to a batting cage, and it's fun, but it is a thing like stand where you're supposed to stand. <laughs> Basically. Do not move from where you're supposed to be because you will get hit, and it will not feel good. Exactly. So, um, speaking of softball, that is a summer sport, let's get into our summer survival tips. So, um, my summer survival tip is I just want to encourage everyone to get back on the porch with your speakers and your cards. Like, you know how, like, back in the day, like, you used to get on the porch and it just used to be you, maybe your cousin, and then by the Mm -hmm. end of the day, four or five of y'all friends that came over Y'all all done probably had some lunch <laughs> with your mom done made. Y'all took the walk, quote unquote, around the block. Precisely. I remember like one time I took a walk with one of my cousins. I'm thinking we're gonna smoke some weed. This girl put out a black. I know I said I knew. Oh, what the f- I know. You are why why are we walking away? There is powerful <laughs> niggotry at work here. That's what they're like, why are we walking away? What's the point? Hold up. Pause one second. I'm going to use the restroom. Okay. I'm going to need some pistachios. And so, I actually tried to find out why they're so expensive. And um, so, I went and I looked. And so, apparently, like, first of all, they're not grown here. They're grown in, like, a couple of other countries. I forgot which ones, but they're going like a couple of other countries. And it actually takes a lot of maintenance and a lot of upkeep to keep up with a pistachio tree. 
And that's why they're so expensive. And it takes a long time for them to harvest. So it's a fun fact. And I was like, what the fuck? I bought six ounces of pistachios. And that shit was almost six dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm paying like a dollar per ounce. Like what? Fucking ridiculous. But they good though. And that's the that's the downside too, because you're gonna keep eating them. So that means you're gonna keep spending thousands, thousands of dollars. Honestly, pistachios might be a scam. But I don't know. I think everything is scam these days. Yeah. All right. My mama is a hoot. She probably is. I love your mama. She said, is there anything in your room? She's like, I closed the door so that way, like, she was just telling me she's going to see uh, Beetlejuice and see my wonderful aunt um, for lunch. And so then I kind of just cracked the door so that I just, that didn't pick up on the on the podcast. And then she's like, oh, I don't want to see what's in your room. And I'm like, that's why I just throw the door open because I'm like, there's nothing in my room. Like, it's, What? What she think you got in there? Swings and shit? Absolutely not. Absolutely. First of all, it would go unused. And then I would just see how going, how unused it's going, and it would make me sad every morning. And I don't need that for my mental health. Okay? Honestly, yeah. I could see that. It's going to be a swing that I get, and then it's just going to be sitting there, and I'm going to be like, hmm, this is embarrassing. It's just here. It doesn't get used. What a weirdo. I'm crying. What's your summer survival tip? Hmm? Oh, What's my summer tip? survival tip. You know what? I'm going to change mine. Okay. Um, Because I thought about it, and I remember the post you sent me about the person that said they're going to match, and they brought a wax pin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, to um, my fellow uh, stoners out there, um, you need to have stoner etiquette, okay? Um, especially because then I feel like in the summer, this is like the time when you smoke with your friends and things like that, you know? So, please have uh, etiquette, and when someone says match, you need to match the same product, okay? Mm-hmm. If you're going to do, if you know your friend is coming over and you know that as a dabber, match with dabs. Or at least just always bring flour. You don't match with wax pens. I don't know what the stigma is with wax pens. Um, I personally like them just because they're odorless and, you know, they are great for on the go, <laughs> And be inconspicuous mm-hmm. but a lot of people are just like pre-rolls blunts flour itself do not bring me a wax pen so all i will say is this wax pens are for you flour mm-hmm. and everything else is good to share unless yeah. you and your friends are but like i have a friend who we are pen people and we just share when i go over to her apartment um we share pens um mm-hmm. we match pens i have another friend she's a flower person so when i go over there I, we match with flour um, so yeah, just stoner etiquette this summer, um, people, especially, you know, you know, let's just, that's like the only thing I can say is like, yeah, stoner etiquette is like a big thing, especially in the summer, because <laughs> that's mm-hmm. when you're all hanging out with your homies. Rolling with the homies. 
<laughs> yeah. So what we get drunk? So what we smoke weed? Oh my god, that should be our theme song. We're just having fun. It should be. That should literally be our theme song. Wiz, can we have the song? New Wiz, <laughs> look, let us have it, cause we're just young, wild, and free for real. Those are like my dream guests. We just want to get fucked up. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I can keep up with Snoop. I'm going to be like under the table. Just like, I'm put the mic down here. <laughs> to be honest. I'm going to be like, put the mic down here. I need to lay down. <laughs> We're going to have to, as soon as he walks in the door. All right, we got a limit. <laughs> I'm going to be like, listen here, sir. First of all, here's the first thing. I already heard about Cat Williams from you. Okay, or heard about you from Cat Williams. Don't you put no more than one blunt in the rotation. I'm not playing with yeah, you, sir. We're not putting two, three blunts in the rotation. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> so, yeah. Summer's Bible tip. Mm-hmm. Session etiquette. So, all right. Who, who did you want to smoke with this week? You know what? Uh, I said before I want to smoke with Nina Simone. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about her lately and her music and her life. I love that woman. Um, She needs also another redo on the biopic because so we saw Danya, even though I love her too, she had no business playing her um, in a movie. I didn't. When I saw with Zoe Saldana, I was like, I'm not even about to play with this movie. (laughs) Like, it just felt like Flex Alexander in the Michael Jackson film and I remember as a kid I was you know just what? like this is some bullshit y'all don't leave him alone about that no 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 he must do time <laughs> I want him gone y'all have to be nice that is a horror film yeah but yeah I'm actually about to order her biography it's called what happened Miss Simone by mm. oh man what's his name Light. I think his last name is Light or something like that but yeah wait I can look that do I want no I'm not looking that up right now I don't want to mess up the recording but yeah it's called What Happened to Miss Simone and it's a biography mm-hmm. of hers and so I think it's kind of like how Alex Haley wrote um, the autobiography of Malcolm X kind of mm. like that so. yeah um as black women i always just i feel like she was the queen of black women like i want to go like bury me no cremate me with a pre-roll so that way i can go and find nina simone and just sit on the beach and just talk about the black woman's experience for mm-hmm. eternity do they have like a memorial of her or anything i would need to look that up i don't want to go look it up on my phone right now just in case I want to get out of the recording but right. I, if not it's something I would even want to lobby for in Las Vegas I would love to have something like that I feel like or petition for her because she deserves one I don't it's just it's one of those people where it's like I'm so blessed to know that we shared this earth together she deserves you know? a museum yeah a whole that or just a whole section in the you know african-american history museum mm-hmm. like she should have like you know how they have those guest exhibits you know where it's just an exhibit about one person she should have that she should have that 
I think a lot of like women, you know, from that time period who made a a really big impact don't have like that kind of recognition the way the men do. Yeah. They get yeah. statues and museums and shit. <laughs> Yeah, I've always been like, especially about Black history, but I've always been big about like Black women history. Like, I was the little girl who was checking out the autobiography of you know, the biography of Rosa Parks, the biography of Oprah, the biography of Bessie Coleman. I had the book African Portraits of African American Heroes. I was reading like Dr. Beverly uh, Tatum. Why are all the Black kids sitting together in the cafeteria? Like, I was like a little girl, you know, getting revolutionized. <laughs> I love that era for me because that was awesome. Like I, I've thought about it, and I'm like, I think I, I'm like, no, nah, I've been pro black, you know, for a long time, long time. <laughs> and I, and I love being that, but yeah. I'm also not oblivious to the fact that y'all be erasing women real bad, like yes, just all over the place. Like even during the civil rights movement, like. Mm-mm. The original black woman that refused to give up her bus seat Didn't before fit into whatever Park. cookie court cutter box that they said that she should have fit in, so they chose Rosa instead. She was a teen mom, so they were like, "Nope." And I always think about that. I'm like, "So you mean to tell me that you just deleted this whole <laughs> woman's the story whole because chunk of history because she didn't present as pure enough?" I hate it. I think that when I first learned about that, um, her name's Claudette Colvin, by the way. I, yes. When I first learned about her, I think that's when I started to go down like a rabbit hole of just, you know, women from that movement because we are taught about the men a lot. And I was like, we need to know a little bit more about the women because I feel like y'all, she's not the only one y'all erase. So... Girl, I would have done the rabbit hole. I got some shit too, but we ain't on that today. So <laughs> let's get into our astrology segment before I go off. Um, <laughs> I love this episode. This episode is better than yesterday, TBH. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's get into our astrology segment. It is still Virgo season. I'm just going to do the uh, astrology from yesterday. Um, just because I already had it written down and I didn't update it. So it is Virgo season um, for sure. So shout out to all the Virgos. Um, my mom's a Virgo. Erica's mom is a Virgo. Yay. We love the Virgos. Um, yes. And we love Erica. And we love Erica. Real bad. So um, we yesterday there was a full moon and um, it was in Aries at the time started off in Pisces, but it was in Aries. Um, so, you know, very impulsive emotions, very direct emotions, very spontaneous emotions, stuff like that. Um, hello? Hello? So, Mars is in Libra. <laughs> I'm a sexy cartoon character, whatever. See, I never denied that part. (laughs) 
right. So Mars is in Libra right now. So we're going to be dealing with a lot of different collaborations with different people, but they're going to be very efficient and they're going to be, you know, for our benefit, for our progression. So don't be afraid to collab with somebody. Also, don't be afraid to um, engage in conflict with people because that can also be used for your progression and for your benefit at this point in time. Mars and Libra is very collaborative, action-oriented energy. So just fuck it up, Mars and Libra. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I've just been thinking too. Like I've definitely had a lot of like, yeah, I'm not doing that at work lately. Or I'm like, I didn't say that. This is what I said. Or no, the answer is no. Basically. <laughs> I've been doing that for a while now. I don't give a fuck about work. Like, ever since I kind of, like, started viewing a lot of corporate America as, like, also another temptation, I was just like, honestly, leave me alone. Any break I can take, I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just don't do the overworking myself. Like, I honestly think I haven't named it like this, but I honestly think I am divested from the matrix. And it feels amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing where, like, um, especially because, like, I'm going to start coaching again. But it's, like, after coaching, like, I just rest because I'm, like, I work two jobs, basically, for, like, three months straight. (laughs) Yeah, my days start at like four o'clock in the morning, and they don't end till ten p.m. most nights, especially Ooh, on game yeah. days. Yeah, like especially on away games, like away games, I'm always like, <laughs> home games. I'm like, at least I'm at work already. All I got to do is just get through the games, coach, you know, and then wait for them all to get picked up, and then after that, I can go home. Precisely. But away games, it's like I got to make sure everybody's there. Then we got to drive back to the school. Then I got to make sure everybody gets their parents. And then I can go home. It's just, it, those are their late nights. Honestly, as a kid, I hated away games too. Like, I like the fact that we used to go out to eat and do all that shit afterwards. But, girl, I was like, I hated getting home so late. You know, yeah. My, my mama may or may not be up. I don't even know if I had to get a ride home. Like, it's. <laughs> Try being the coach, and it's like, I can't go home until your ride gets here. So I'm like, where is your mama at? Yeah, get a good fuck out here or something. I don't know. So, okay. Uranus, like I said that, Uranus is in retrograde in Taurus. Um, and so with that, we're going to be reevaluating and making a lot of major changes in our finances. So yeah, just start to like reevaluate your finances. I know me, I'm I'm at that point now because I'm like, I do want to start behaving differently when it comes to my money. I just don't know where to start. I really honestly, I need an accountant. I wish like having an accountant wasn't like a rich person thing. Because uh-huh. I really need somebody to just tell me what to do. Like <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. Um I think that's also why I haven't been dating because right now I'm like I want to date comfortably um Mm -hmm. and so right now I'm like you know what as I'm working on my own emotional healing I can work on just paying off some things getting some things like stable start really like making a little nest egg um you know like and I'm like I'm okay with that like it's a thing where it's like I know where most of my money's going and I'm still kind of recovering from like COVID bullshit um And so, like, but I know, like, I see the end to that 
tunnel. And so I'm like, well, I know I'm not at least like a year for sure. I'll be in a different place financially, finally. And then I can feel a little bit more secure with dating as well. Yeah. I, I don't really have the extra money to, to date. Yeah, like, I, I do want to get to a point where I feel a little bit more secure financially, because right now, I just don't, like, I don't even know where to start, like, because, yeah. you know, once that whole debacle happened, it was just, like, everything, I won't say it went downhill, but I just never fully recovered from it, like, that was a loss, like, no, for real, my, my I lost my place, I I even left, like, some grad gifts there, because he kept trying to make it hard for me to come and get my shit. I I left my all my all that furniture in there. That was mine. Those TVs, that was mine. Once again, making it hard for me to come and get my stuff. Um, and so all I left with really was my clothes. And on top of that, I moved back across the country. That was money, you know. And I never started to. And when I did start to make more money, it was like. It was still so much I had to catch up on. So I never really got to, like, that new place that I had in Tampa, I never got to fully furnish it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I was too busy, like, paying for certain things. And, you know, eventually, like, I had to quit that job because of the commute. And now from there, I could say it went downhill. So, <laughs> so it was just, that was a lot, like, Y'all, I'm telling y'all, if you don't, if you have any questionable feelings about moving in with somebody, trust that, because I, I promise you, like, people get petty. I felt like I went through a divorce and lost everything. I wouldn't even mm-hmm. marry this motherfucker. So. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, COVID, like, after I got out of grad school, like, the whole process for getting my license, getting my diplomas, just just getting three signatures so UNLV could give me my diploma, like mm-hmm. kept me out of work and job offers for months. And then it kept me out of work for another few months, just waiting um, to get my two background checks just so I could get my job as a school counselor. And just me trying to get by, like out of work, um, like it was it it was hard I had to rely on credit cards a personal loan so like now that I'm finally like getting back on my feet it's just like huh like I can finally start to like see the end of the tunnel where I can start saving my money again because it's just like damn like I went from like on my way to saving to buy a condo to now I'm like shit I am broke (laughs) right and now I'm like okay we're getting there and, you know, with this content creation thing, and now I'm kind of like, I can do it as like building a hopefully a hobby to hopefully like a part time job for some passive income, um, <laughs> you know, but COVID, I'm like, I don't, COVID really like did a number, you know? Yeah, it did. COVID was, was, yeah, I would say COVID was kind of the beginning of the end for me financially because you know, before that, I was in a place where I could focus on saving. Yeah, and, you know, same. Putting shit away, making sure I'm fine. Cause, you know, I knew I was going to leave that whole situation. I knew I was going to leave. It's on, like, at least I was in a position to save. But once COVID happened, it's like, I wasn't, you know. And then, also, like, being in an abusive relationship is sometimes, like, expensive. 
because sometimes it's not safe to be in your own place. And so you have to like go get a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have to start, I started spending money on that, especially like when COVID happened because we were home a lot more. And so that took, took a lot out of my money as well. Um, yeah. I'm telling y'all, like I might sound scarred, but for real, don't live with people. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, people always say like so you've never you hauled with someone Cassidy and I'm like you know what I have done a lot of lesbian stereotypes but I have never moved in with someone I don't unless y'all are actually like already married and you can outline some shit in the prenup that's the only way I feel safe living with somebody because you can't get no prenup for no regular you know oh we've been together for however the fuck many years yeah the, the law don't give a fuck okay they still gonna say when, when some shit like that goes down they still gonna say one of y'all gotta go <laughs> that's what they told yeah. me even though it was my income and my credit that had gotten that apartment they said one of y'all gotta go that was it so yeah don't move in with nobody with my trust house yeah I'm I'm someone where it's like I've had relationships and I'm like, man, I'm really glad we didn't live together because, whoo, that could have got sticky. <laughs> a homie. Whereas, like, now it's like we broke up and I'm like, well, I get to go home and not see you anymore. And that's it. <laughs> Basically. We have no reason to interact anymore. <laughs> it was so annoying living with somebody I had broke up with. It was like, ugh. Yeah, like, I thought about that and I'm like, you know, I'm heartbroken right now. But at least we never had to live together. So I can just, we just, we just part. <laughs> just part ways. We just way. part and we just agree we not, we're not going to hang out anymore. Basically. Yeah. So with that, um, so also with Uranus and Taurus, um, there could be possible like overall economic changes, like sudden, very sudden changes, um, you know, with the economy from a national standpoint, international standpoint. So pay attention to the news because that's probably going to pop up for us. Um, and also just reevaluating and changing the way we utilize the Earth's resources, how we interact with the Earth, you know, those types of things. Um, just be a little bit more responsible, you know, as far as like your water usage, traveling to places where the natives are telling you not to damn travel. Don't do that. Please stop going to Maui. Like, seriously. Like, Please stop. Like, if you're doing, if you're, take your finger off the mouse right now. Do not book that trip. If you go, you're being an asshole. Don't go to Maui. So many other other places y'all can go. Like, go to Barbados. Fucking go to, I don't, go to the Keys. I don't know. Go to Miami again. I don't know. But don't go to Hawaii. Leave Hawaii alone right now. We already should, we already took their country illegally. (laughs) Jesus Christ. The, the the rest the least you can do is not go while it's literally burning up. People are dying, sweetie. The keys is lit though. Y'all need to go to the keys. Yeah, like go somewhere else, but don't go to Maui. If you are being that person, I just want you to know you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, but they are though. You're so, a dick. You're a dick. You're a dick. So do I want to? I've never seen Hawaii, right? Do I want to go? Of course. Am I going to go right now? No. 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 I would only go unless it was to like go and help 
serve the people that have been displaced and help rebuild, like plant trees or something. But I wouldn't go to get a tan. <laughs> I would go to like do service. Like I thought about that. I'm like, now if I could go to, I'm like, if I could go to do some service for the people, that would actually be more fulfilling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this, <laughs> you know, let's reevaluate that, guys. We we have to start thinking like there are other places to go for for you know lesser pricing, lesser prices. Um, so. It's not just Hawaii. Like you can definitely go elsewhere and see some shit. I promise you. Um, you know, somebody I can go wherever the fuck I want. I'm like, you can, and I hope you get bit by a shark. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into today's topic for the day. <laughs> We're talking about our own healthy traits. Um, that was not one of them. <laughs> what hoping that somebody get bit by a shark? Yes. I mean, they shouldn't be. They should. If people are literally saying, "Please stop coming here," y'all are taking up all the. They're telling us to not take as many showers to support you, niggas. Like, no, <laughs> stop going. It's Rude. So annoying. Like you're just obnoxious. Like, what if somebody did that to you? What if? What if? Say you live in Colorado. And they were having a shortage of weed, and you and people just keep coming there to smoke up y'all weed. And they say, "Stop smoking so much." Y'all would be upset. Yeah, <laughs> I just had to use that as an example. I mean, water in Vegas is a big thing for me. Like, I'm like, "Stop moving here. We don't have the water for this or the infrastructure." Well, the most people that's moving there though is from Cali, and that's because of that rent. So. Yeah, now our rent is sky high. Yeah, they the rent has gone up in Vegas. Like, girl, now I can't rent. (laughs) So make no for me, honey. So okay, so let's get into our healthy traits. So um, I wrote down a few. My favorite one about myself is that I'm extremely accountable, Um, and it's it's due to a lot of like overanalyzing and self criticism, but. I use it to my advantage. So don't think I'm just over here like just being an asshole to myself. I've gotten better with my self-talk. But mm-hmm. um Yeah, me too. Because because I overanalyze things, that's why I'm accountable. Because I'm always thinking about like how things affect other people. So Yeah. I definitely feel that. Um keeping myself accountable and my self-talk, like the way I see it is that I envision inner child Cassidy, inner teen Cassidy, and then adult Cassidy. And I'm parenting those two, you know, as the best as I can. I'm parenting those two, you know, the way I wish I had been parented, the way I wish my father would have spoken to me. And it's been healing because it's to me like I'm in my brain healing certain wounds and I can see those parts of me healing and unlearning and relearning shit, you know? Yeah. And it's how I keep myself accountable. Like, it's like, hey, listen, entertain, you're mad because this happened. Look, you can't yell at people, okay? Take a seat. We can't yell. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. You know? Angry, uh, angry mother. <laughs> she is. She's a very angry person, you know. But adult me is the one in the driver's seat, and she's working on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. She doesn't yell anymore like she used to. She used to just be very defensive, and now 
I'm, you know, the adult me is always like, I'll take over from here. Come here. <laughs> Sit down. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get my feelings hurt, I go comfort inner child, Cassidy. We hug her. We sing together. We're like, hey, we're going to watch Cars. <laughs> cars. <laughs> That's cute. We're going to watch Cars or Atlantis, The Lost Empire. That's her favorite Disney movie. Okay. I'm I'm really on into Toy Story right now. So, That's cute. I like Toy Story. Yeah. We used to love it as kids. And we, I think we had the cover. Um, so that's pretty cool. Okay. I had a Woody and a Buzz doll. I definitely had a Woody and Buzz doll. And a Jesse. I had a Jesse. And a bullseye. I love Jesse. That's my nigga. So Yeah. But yeah, I think um, I'm in a very accountable individual. Um, I think it's just, it's very important to be accountable because, especially like to be able to call your own self out, you know? Yes. Um, I like to do that because to be honest, I'm the only one that really knows how to do it right. Like, I feel like when other people call me out, it's like, first of all, (laughs) who the fuck you talking to? You know? Yeah, don't ever tell me what I thought. That's the one thing about me when you call me out. Don't ever tell me what you think I thought, okay? Yeah. I'm in here, yeah. not you. <laughs> yeah, I hate when people think they in my head. Like, are you okay? Because it don't seem like it. But <laughs> Yeah. I'm the Cobra Commander here. You don't tell me what I thought. That's like the one of the few things I can control in my life. You don't get to control that. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's another thing, too. I don't cross my boundaries for anybody. Mm-mm. Like, Not I, anymore. Have set, I have set my boundaries now, and I'm like, I'm so good at keeping them. But I I think, like, I'm still afraid of dealing with people too closely because I'm afraid that I'm going to cross my boundaries. So I'm like, so far, I've been doing really good with it. Yeah. Self-trust is something that I know I have to work on. Yeah. Um. And I think that's where I'm at now. Like, now it's like, okay, I know how to tell people, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm only staying for this time. I'm not comfortable going here because X, Y, and Z. Or I don't have to explain myself. I just can say no. You could just say no. Okay. Um, but uh, I still have to practice that. Like, a coworker, God bless him, he was even saying, I think I, I definitely overexplained it. He said, you don't have to explain yourself to me. I believe you. I love when people reassure you like that. Like, oh. And it's the thing, like, it wasn't him being mean. It was one of those, like, like those human moments you have with a person. Yeah. But that, like, for me, that lets me know that I'm going to love it here. Like, when I, when somebody lets me know that, like, you know, I don't have to explain myself. I don't have to overextend myself. You know, things that I'm used to doing in order to maintain relationships, which isn't healthy. <laughs> Yeah. No, I don't have to do that. It's like, okay, I'm going to love it here, you know? Yeah. Like, I remember my boss, like, on Friday asked me, like, how are you doing? And something about the way she asked, I was like, I feel like you actually care. I didn't say it out loud, but I was in my head, like, why do I feel like you actually care? Because I do. You know, (laughs) like, and and my other boss in my previous school, like, again, like, he would ask me how I was doing. And I remember one time I kind of just opened up, like, and I don't open up, but I told them, like, I think at the time I, I had to put my dog down. I went through a breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, the shit with my father was happening with his mental health. 
I remember I told him all that and I remember he was just like I didn't know you were going through all of that Cassidy yeah and like I felt seen like it was one of those times where it's like we're not just co-workers we are people working together you know um and I feel like that again at my job you know like where everyone's just like when they ask me are you okay I know they actually care and they're actually asking me that's beautiful yeah I feel that's how I feel with you like when you be asking me like how things are going or whatever I know like if they're not going well I can be honest with you but like some yeah. people, like I feel like when they're like, "Oh, how's things going?" I'm like, I know they want to hear something positive, so let me just conjure it up. <laughs> yeah, it's why like I think the conversation went on Twitter when they were like, when the server, okay, this girl who's a server got ate the hell up on Twitter because she asked customers, "How are you?" She walked into a table and said, "Hey, how are you doing?" And the table just stared at her, and she's like. Hi. Um, and she's like you know and it was funny as hell because she's like how are you gonna sit there and just stare at a person when they just when they speak to you like it's weird and then the people were getting mad and they were calling her ableist and you're being anti-neurodivergent but I'm also like okay we, we are living in a society people like Everybody who asks you, hey, how are you doing, isn't just being superficial. Or even if it is superficial, all you can say is, eh, not the best. And then you keep on going. Yeah, I don't I don't understand the anger. Why are we it, mad that she had uh, I would have an attitude too, because why the fuck you not speaking? Because I'm also just kind of like, if I'm a server and I ask you, hey, what's up? How you're doing? And your whole table just stares at me. I'm going to be a little bit put off because one, how am I supposed to take your order if you won't speak? And then they were saying, you're assuming that everybody who can, who goes to a restaurant has the ability to speak. And I'm like, I mean, okay, you got to be able to communicate somehow. Like we can't just stare at each other. (laughs) So we just going to stare at each other like that P. Diddy, like that P. Diddy gif. Of him and that dude just staring at each other, like, like how how you gonna order your food? What you gonna write it in? And this is why I was like, this is peak Twitter. Like you're making an issue where there really is none. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe because I'm from the south. Like if somebody, if I speak to somebody and they don't speak back, like I got attitude. Cause what the hell? <laughs> I don't know. Like and I, I like I've like I had a an Uber Uber Eats driver who was deaf. And you know what? I know how to say thank you in sign language. And I figured out a way. We figured it out. I have kids who come into my office that speak Armenian. And I bust the Google Translate out. And we make it work. (laughs) I love that. That's what I did in Miami during spring break. And somehow I ended up making out with somebody that I had to Google Translate to. It was weird. Hey, that's dope. I mean, it was spring break, you know. I mean, kissing is the same language. So I feel like... (laughs) <laughs> we all fucking the same language, baby. Hello. That's a universal language. <laughs> I miss spring break, Taylor. I feel like I feel like I want to do like a grown spring break. Like just be I wild love... but responsible. <laughs> you know what? I love saying things like that out loud though, because I think it reminds us all just how human we are and we make we, we don't have to make it so complicated. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Kissing is a universal language. Fucking is a universal language. Hell, mm-hmm. fighting is a universal language. Listen. <laughs> I bet you're going to learn today. 
trying to tell you, like, being human does not have to be this hard, people. It don't. They don't want us to be human. They want us to be AI characters and shit. Ice cream so good. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Crying. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got me feeling like a cowgirl. Let me ride it. Mm. I, I'm sorry. I, I haven't watched any of those. Like, the, the small clips that I have seen weirded me the fuck out. So I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Do you understand how conflicted I feel watching those as a person? I don't know. know. Because I'd be sitting there and I'm like, will you actually do this if I send you a rose? And it's like, holy shit, you are committed to the bit. I can't. It's weird. It's very (laughs) odd. It's odd. And a part of me, it's always borderline on something where I'm like, there is an inter, there's a darkness underlying here that I can't put my finger on. Exactly. It in like I don't want to just say like oh it's weird like I'm gonna just say that's just not my type of content. It's not. You know what I'm saying? Like I like me when I was doing like because I was just kind of like what are you gonna say with this catchphrase? And it's funny because it's just like what the fuck? Like this one guy, you said him a chili, he would go that's shit hot as hell. <laughs> I know. You know what? One girl, they was like three friends, and then they did a real. They were like, "What roses? We love roses." Uh, like it was funny and that's why I was like this is low key like, some of them I'm like y'all funny as hell for yeah. this bit like y'all funny as hell with it but then some of it when it's like the women and some of the shit they do I'm like we are touching on something we're almost hitting something and there's a darkness underlying here and I can't put my finger on it <laughs> but I don't like it <laughs> So, okay, what's something that you do daily that you feel contributes to your growth as a person? Um, I think I'm big about gratitude. And sometimes, like, I'll tell myself, like, just tell somebody random, hey, I love you. Like, I'll just text my mom out of nowhere, like, mom, just thank you for being my mom. Oh, that's sweet. I'll tell my stepdad, you know, hey, I appreciate you. For no reason. Just because I feel like it's better to do it when people least expect it or out of nowhere. And I've seen it on people's face. Like, you need to hear that, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I've been that person where I've just looked at a kid and, you know, I saw them. And if I, I'll tell kids too, like, you know what? I was just thinking about you. I'm so glad you came by. Like, I've seen kids' faces light up like, you were thinking about me? (laughs) Yes. That that makes my day. Like somebody be like, I was just thinking about you. Cause yeah, especially like it. Like, I don't hear it often. <laughs> yeah, like and especially if a teacher or my counselor said like, it's like, wow, like I matter to you. Like I'm a, you know, like I'm a character in your life where like you think of me. Yeah, my friend. You know? does it, though. my friend um, Naya. She texts me all the time. She's like, I was just thinking about you. How are you doing? I'm like. <laughs> yeah like I've done this with a couple college friends where I'm just like hey I just want you to know I miss you and I was thinking about you and thank you for being a part of my memories right like I love telling people like thank you for being a part of my one like good memories of mine like I have friends where it's like thank you for being a light in my life because it's mm-hmm. just like it means a lot like and you know my backstory like I've had a lot of darkness in my life so, like, the people that have been a light for me, like, I am so grateful for you, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel the same. I think, like, as I get older, it's just a lot of things are coming to light that, you know, I just thought was normal or I thought I thought it was somebody caring for me. And then I, like, kind of look at it with this lens now, and I'm like, nah, they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, I get you with the whole, like, darkness. Um, yeah. So for me, something I do daily, I journal. I love journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely helps me out. Because I like to check in with myself. Like, just to make sure I'm being authentic to me. And therefore, authentic to others. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, for me daily is, like, I try to start my day on the right foot. Like, be careful of what you consume first thing in the morning. Um, Like, one thing for me is I try, like, I'm bad at this, but I'm like, don't check social media first thing in the morning. Because you just don't know what's going to be, what's going to pop up. You know, like, we talked about in the episode that we had recorded. um, uh, This is take two, but the episode that we talked about, like, how we both had woken up to take off death. Yeah. And how it soured the day for us. Like, like literally rolled over. Looked yeah. Like, like it, that, and, it pissed me off. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, oh. Well, it was more so, I was in shock. Like, it was like one of those things where you're like, no, 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 no. Like, that was me. Um, yeah, I, I went into I denial. <laughs> It, I didn't expect me to react that way, but I did. And I was yeah. like, what in the world? Like, I was like, this is not real. This is crazy. But I mean, it was a viable source. So I'm like, yeah. they didn't post it if it wasn't true. But I still couldn't believe it at the time. So I was And kind of who it was, too. Because it was takeoff. Like, it's like, he the chillest one. Like, what the fuck? Exactly. So... Yeah, waking up to stuff like that. I, I've woken up to death twice in my mm-hmm. life, and I learned very quickly I need to drink my tea, I need to eat my breakfast, and till then, I want to be not disturbed. Don't talk to me. I, yeah. I hate that it got to be like that, but shit, don't nobody need me. I ain't got no kids. So. <laughs> Look, I'm like, I ain't got no I ain't got no wife, I ain't got no kids. I ain't on nobody's timetable. <laughs> nope. So yeah, that's something that I like to do um, in the morning. I like to journal, just check in with myself. Um, but my, I feel like my most important trait that I think we both have, we we mind our business. <laughs> Look, let me tell you, this is the thing about how much I mind my business. If I hear a commotion in public, I will leave the area because I don't want no parts. Mm-hmm. I don't want no parts. I don't want no part. I don't care no more. I don't care no more about nothing. I just be like, eh, nope, not the mood. Like, yeah. Um, people like, and people, this is the thing about me too. If you give me gossip, the gossip will stop in that area with me. I might go tell Taylor because I'm like, girl, guess what I found out at work today? Because Taylor ain't got nothing to do with it. No. And again, who who Taylor gonna tell? Like, don't nobody care about what's going on at my job. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like the gossip gonna start with me, gonna stop with me because I'm like, I'm not trying to have nothing come back to me. I don't mm-hmm. want to be involved. 
Now, if you spread it to somebody else and they'd be like, Cassidy, did you know? Oh, hell yeah. I knew the whole time. Wow. I've been that person before where they're like, Cassidy, do you know? I'm like, yeah, I knew the whole time. I didn't say shit. Mm-hmm. No. Then I go back to my phone or my switch and then they're just like, this motherfucker, I, I'm probably sitting on some secrets. I sit on, I've sat on, I'm sitting on some stuff that I'm like, it's okay. I'm gonna let it die with me. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but don't get it twisted. Yeah, but it is my insurance too for a few people. Okay. (laughs) Look, sometimes you got to make sure everybody needs something to be like, if there's an antagonist in your life, keep just one thing to be like, leave me alone or I'm singing. Oh my God, Ryan Gosling is a Scorpio? What? I'm sorry. I was just, I was looking up Doja Cat's chart. Oh Lord. Somebody on this podcast is like, Cassidy is a supervillain. I'm not y'all. She's not. I promise. I just have I have a couple people in my life who are my supervillains, and to get them to go away, I'm just like, look, I'm gonna start saying some stuff. Hello, they gonna learn today. <laughs> they don't know what I got. I know what I got, but I'm like, I don't want to be that person. But if you don't keep my name, if you keep bringing me up and stuff, exactly. So, what's the moral of the story here? Um, keep balance. I think too, is just understand that nobody is a saint. Like, I feel like people are way too like, I've never done anything wrong. All of I'm, you know, you you know, I've never done anything wrong. Anybody, everybody else is, you know, worse than, you know, better than you or I'm, I'm better than you. I feel like people are either trying to put up a front that they've never done anything wrong and mm-hmm. I do feel like cancel culture has kind of become that. Like, sometimes I am kind of like, all right, we're being the morality police now. What about your skeletons? Like, sometimes there are people that I am like, yes, was that a bad take? Absolutely, that was an atrocious take. Yeah. But can this person be checked and be like, yeah, I got that wrong. I'm sorry. Because I've been that person. I've been a person where somebody had to privately check me and be like, Cassidy, hell no. Nah. And you know what? I have been someone to be like, yeah, that was a bad take. I will admit, I have had some bad takes. I have had to unlearn some shit. Um, Mm -hmm. So if somebody canceled me when I get better, I'd be like, what did I say? Ooh, I'd get on and be like, yeah, that was my bad. I had to unlearn some shit. I'm sorry. I have no problem with that. Um, But I think that you just have to, you know, don't be that person who's always looking in somebody else's house that you forget that you have your own skeletons. Mm-hmm. Um, and just be accountable. Be accountable. Understand that, you know, be accountable. I, I'm someone who just tries to be accountable. I know I'm flawed. I never want to come off as self-righteous or perfect, but I do want to be a person who's like, hey, you're better than that. Be better than that. Don't act like that. Mm-hmm. Like, learn how to check people without attacking them as a person but be like like learn how to criticize behavior not the person you know yeah and i have to work on that like try not to be like you're a piece of shit unless it's a piece of shit takes everyone there's a there's a there's 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 categories for that um but it is the thing that like yo check yourself that's not cool to say or like hey you're being mean that's mean um treat people the way you want to be treated i try to just work on that you know even online 
it's just just yeah i'm just trying to be a balanced human being as best as i can (laughs) yeah um so for me i would say like um as you go on like this journey of like healing and you know becoming healthier and growing a lot of times you start exhibiting traits before you even recognize that you're exhibiting them Mm -hmm. oh I'm working on this I'm working on that and somebody you know in your circle or even your therapist will be like I've seen you do this on multiple occasions I think now that's a part of you you a lot of times you don't notice so learn to like pay attention to those things and be grateful to yourself for growing because a lot of people just are not (laughs) yeah like my boss the other day she said that to me like I said, yeah, I'm a little irritable, irritable today, but she's like, you are not irritable. I was like, I just, I, I try to keep people out of my hurricanes. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I get that. Like people say all the time, like Cassidy's a very chill person. And I'm like, I'd be freaking out 24 seven, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If only I'm glad people don't have like a, a telescope or whatever the fuck to look inside my head because girl, if y'all were in my thoughts, y'all would be stressed the fuck out. Yeah. Y'all would be like, this bitch might fuck us all up. Just stop bothering her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So, this it is now shot o'clock slash toast time. So, we're going to say cheers to growth. Cheers to growth. Cheers to being human. Um, and cheers to just dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Prince was hitting when he said that. I would love to just have a ceremony like that. <laughs> like just a life ceremony. Like oh, it'd be great. Everybody just hold a shot up. It's just water. Whatever it is. If you like tea, hold up a shot of tea. Hold up a shot of water. Hold up a, a, a blunt. Hold up a joint. Whatever. We just we here to get through life, y'all. Yeah. So I definitely feel that. Um, so yeah. Cheers to growth, man. The one person that holds up something like meth, and we like, hold on. Hold on. You you can't sit with us. Wait a second. <laughs> hold on. That hold on. <laughs> we gonna need to talk you about that. We Cap, you take some water. <laughs> We're not dealing with that. No, sir. Um, yeah. So, okay. I thought this was our... America. <laughs> let's get into our songs of the week. <laughs> so, mine is still the same. Don't let me fall back to your soul. That song will not get out of my head. So. Um, I'm keeping mine the same. Everybody Loves the Sunshine by Roy Ayers. Uh mm-hmm. It is just, it's from the 70s too. And I just be like, man, they understood back then. That was a time, man. Like, I feel like there was so much going on. You had like the civil rights and the, you know, black power movement. Um, Then you also had like spirituality, like making it big, a big, um, you know, impact on people. You also had crack, but we're not talking about that. No, they ain't have crack in the 70s. They had cocaine. 
That was cocaine. They had, they had cocaine, yeah. So they had cocaine. That's why they were dancing and partying all night. You, I had yeah. the energy for it. It was just a really fun time. Like everybody, people was like either hippies or into music. Everybody was doing a whole bunch of creative stuff. I feel like that was a time when like a lot of people really were not participating in the mainstream. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not gonna lie, the OGs y'all participated in life properly. They did before phones and stuff, man. They was just living. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, y'all did have four and five different things, but <laughs> you know, I, mm-hmm. for the most part, y'all did what y'all had to do. So. You're not even gonna hold it against you all the way in the sunshine. Let's let's be honest, y'all. y'all some of y'all granddaddies had like four families. Y'all got about eighty different last names within you and your cousins. <laughs> Son of a preacher man was trying to tell you something. The only boy who could ever reach me was the son of a preacher man. Yeah, Billy Ray was the preacher's son. <laughs> I'm trying. Okay, well, let's get into our quotes. So my quote is from Instagram, but I forgot who posted it, so it's from Anonymous. And this quote says, don't miss out on your life trying to get it together. So I know we're all big on, you know, trying to save and do this and that to try and prepare for our 30s, but don't forget to enjoy the rest of your 20s, you know, because we still got these years. We still, I'm 27, Cassie 28. We still mm-hmm. have these years. So we need to enjoy these years as much as we're trying to enjoy the next, you know, decade. Because I'm telling you, no matter what you do or don't do during your 20s, everything's going to work out by the time you get in your 30s. I, I kid you not. A lot of us going through our Saturday returns, we're going to be set up, you know, in the way that we're supposed to be. So don't be so so hell bent on I need this I need that like it's gonna come to you like I'm at this point where I'm gonna shit flow dead ass mm-hmm. and I know I'm be sad I just know <laughs> why was that well not yeah. you being sad I love your quote yeah <laughs> I'm like not you being sad I don't like Taylor sad no I said set up oh yeah I'm gonna be set up real yeah. good yeah that's why I'm just letting stuff flow. See, you got to. It all comes together. Like, I think about how stressed I was at 22. And I think, like, I saw a post of myself, like, after graduating college and people saying, like, how's everything going? I'm like, I don't know how things are going. And now I'm like, girl, you fine. Like, I'm 28 now. And I'm like, we doing all right. I did enough stressing in school all those years. Like, I'm going to enjoy my, the rest of my 20s. Hell no. No, I thought, like, I have to be an Oscar winner by 27. I have to be in Hollywood by 24. I have to be rich by 29. Like, Like, yeah. It's okay. And the thing is, all this time I haven't been rich, and I've been having the time of my life. So I'm like, do I really need millions of dollars in my hand to enjoy life the way I want to? No. Yeah. Am I going to turn it down if I get it? Fuck no. But right. I'm just saying, I all this time I haven't needed money to enjoy my life. So why am I stressed about it now? Yep. Um, well, I'm changing my quote because okay. I have the quote print. But I will say, um, yeah, 
Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you there's something else. The afterworld, a world of never-ending happiness. You can always see the sun day or night, but we got to live this life first. I, something like that. The, I forgot the ending of it, but um, that first part of that song is seriously my favorite thing because it is before like a really fun song but it is like we are just here to get through life and the afterlife like I remember my friend and I were talking about it and I said I'm not stressing about the afterlife because I'm trying to get through this life the afterlife problems will have to wait till I get there yeah <laughs> but and in this life you're on your own and it is like you gotta have your own back first like we are just trying to get through this place day by day it's confusing it's difficult so mm -hmm. let's just let's go crazy let's get nuts and it's such a unique experience for everybody that's why I like people always say that comparison is a thief of joy like we gotta stop comparing ourselves to each other because all of our paths are different all of them I don't give a fuck if you got the same job y'all got the same birthday <laughs> I don't care your path is different you could even you could have a twin literally I promise y'all y'all got two different paths in this world I mean, it's why I love short films when you see like plots where three people come together to the same place, but then you get to see how each of them got to that place and how different it is. Somebody had a shitty morning. Somebody had a great morning. Somebody had a bad morning that turned into a shitty or a shittier day. And, but they all came together for one common goal. And it's like, man, we're all just people. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So, give people yeah. grace, yo, because we're all just people. Mm-hmm. Trying to get through this shit. Damn. <laughs> so, okay. First of all, thank you, Cassidy, for re-recording this with me because, like, I don't know. It's just so, like, you're such a good friend. And oh. I, I oh. also feel like, you know, I, because you know how I started wine with whispers well wine and lyrics at the time by myself <laughs> and you know so whenever I would bring people on I would be feeling like like what if they don't care about it as much as I do you know mm -hmm. so that's why I would be scared to even ask you or anybody you know like oh can we record or can we do this and that because I'm like what if they be like what you asking for too much and I just and they just leave <laughs> so <laughs> That's where my mind goes, okay? I have abandonment issues. Fuck all y'all. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just want to say thank you for re-recording with me. Yeah. No, of course. Like, I, I hate that I can't advertise as more as much as I can because we are in the age of doxing and... <laughs> weenies. Weenies. We are in the age of doxing and because I do love my day job, I don't want someone to ruin that for me because even though, you know, I'm a grown ass woman and this is a podcast for grown ass people or up and coming grown ass people, there's always that one parent that's just a freaking Karen. <laughs> um, I say but straight like this, my supervisor not firing me, so... <laughs> I mean they it's just one of those things like, like they have no reason to but it's just you, you I just never want to somebody to try and press me but I'm hoping that in the future in near future when I can finally have like a full-time content creation career um yes. yeah this will be everywhere I'll be adding it to my video games 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. But my Instagram, if you're on my close friends, that's where I keep up and post all the episodes. And also, please follow our Instagram um, as well. So, because everything is always there. So Our Instagram is at Wine Weed Whiskers Pod. Yes. Um, so, yes, follow us on there. Also, follow us on Twitter at Wine Weed Whiskers. So, yeah, I'd be yeah. fighting cyber bullies on there. So, if you want to watch me fight people, you can follow me there. It's definitely entertaining. It's, I'm so unhinged. Like, I don't get to fight people in real life because everyone, nobody argues with the 5'9 girl who mean mugs everybody. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. Like, she gonna, she gonna throw my ass. So, yeah, I get that. Um, But, yes, and also send in your entries for the friendship advice column to those same pages on Instagram at Wineweed Whiskers Pod. And then on Twitter at Wine Weed Whisker. Um, so we're accepting those all season. So just send mm-hmm. it in whenever you can. <clears throat> and we um, will give you advice on your friendships and whatever's going on. I We shy away from like relationship questions because honestly, we're both single. So we're just going to tell y'all to leave. And a lot of times, y'all don't be wanting to say. <laughs> y'all don't be no, wanting real. to hear that. So. <laughs> I'm like, leave. That's what I did. <laughs> like, what? Leave. Are you okay? Like, leave. what do you mean? What to do? Like, n- leave, nigga. <laughs> like, me, I me, I'm at least like, did you communicate the problem? Have you talked about it? Were they receptive? No? Leave. <laughs> That's it. Like, because <laughs> that's me. You got to be careful with the single friend that's been single for too long because the reason why we're single is because you got one time and we're like, yep, nope, I'm done. Yeah, this is stupid. Alicia. I don't have to do this. I can do battle by myself. People be like, I bet you cry yourself to sleep at night. I'm like, no. I'm no. real cozy. cozy. I'm like, motherfucker. I'm like, more, I'm just kind of like, hmm, my mask is firm. Okay, let's roll over to the side. Mm-hmm. Where's my heating pad at? Let me get that. Watching my favorite cartoons at night and shit. Catching up on Harry Potter. I'm playing Right, I'm like, I'm like you crying yourself to sleep at night. I'm like, I played Skyrim to sleep at night. What are you talking about? I slay dragons. And I go to water all day. So my skin is bomb. <laughs> yeah, I take collagen too. I take a scoop of collagen in my coffee. So let's what? not. Like Yeah. Yes. And my bone health too. It's good for your joints. Doing that. Yeah, it's good for your joints. Good for your skin. That's why people be like, I love when those men are saying, those women that are single are crying themselves to sleep at night. I'm like, is that your fantasy? Because, no. Like, do you know that I take hella vitamins? Fuck you. I'm like, <laughs> I cry myself to sleep, like, the day before my period. And then I'm like, is that why I'm crying? Yes. Oh, girl. Go back, go to sleep. Then I'm like, go to sleep. Yeah. I don't get it. Or I'm watching oh, anime. Man. And anime is good at making you cry. So, yeah. That's all this it's There's a few times I've been watching anime. Like, I have to be careful with anime, especially because, like, I have, like, sometimes my kids know I love anime. When they see me having, like, anime on, on my computer while I work, they just, it, it breaks the ice. And that's why I do it. Um, but, like, I will avoid certain episodes because I'm like, no, this one will make me start sobbing. And I cannot, I can't do that at work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'll avoid certain arcs or episodes because I'm like, I can't cry at work. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. That's how I used to be with Grey's Anatomy, girl. Oh. 
Like, fuck you, bitch. But, um, after I found out who all dies, I stopped watching it because I'm like, no. Like, after I found out about George, I was like, oh, fuck this. I'm not watching the rest of the shit. Girl, no. Derek died. Listen. That, that put a wrench in it for me. I was like, oh, y'all play too much. Like, Didn't they, really? like, kill off half the cast in, like, one plane crash? Yes. Yeah, I was kind of like, okay, you're doing a lot. Even anime doesn't do that. It was just, it was just too much. Like, I was, I was like, you're playing with my emotions, and personally, I just don't need this in my life right now. <laughs> There's just no reason for that many doctors to just die in a show. I, I feel like, why are these people dying so? It's giving, often? It's giving curse. It's giving way too much going on. Like, I'm like, maybe you shouldn't work there. Because even Scrubs didn't have that much death. Like, I don't know any other doctor show where that many people just die. <laughs> yeah. Shonda yeah. Rhimes is sick. That's a sick woman right there. <laughs> she is, man. She's so obsessed with death. Like, what's, what's she? <laughs> I'm like, stop killing everyone. Me as a writer, I'm always like, I don't want to kill you off. I don't want to kill you off. We're all going to have a happy ending. That's not realistic. You can't do that. Crying. Okay, so now that we have, um, which y'all know about the friendship advice column, which y'all know about our Instagrams, our Twitters, mm-hmm. um, our my abandonment issues, uh, we uh, are at the end. <laughs> <laughs> right, the fact that we cry before our periods. Um, yeah, we just want to let y'all know that we love y'all and that we want y'all to be kind and be accountable and to love each other. And to drink your wine and smoke your weed and drink your water. Be a good person. Yes. Be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Be kind to yourself like you would be kind to others. Always. And be authentic. Yeah. You were the only one. You're the only copy we have of you. We won't ever have another one. So go out there and be the best you you can be. Period. All right. Well, we'll see y'all next time. See you next time, y'all. Bye.